you have your Bibles, if you'll stand with me, let's turn to Jeremiah chapter number 51. Jeremiah chapter number 51. We'll be reading one passage of Scripture there, verse number 5. Jeremiah 51 and verse number 5. And we'll read our text there, and uh, we'll go from there and see what the Lord will do for us in this house. I feel like God's got something good for us today. Amen. I feel like God wants to help somebody in the house of the Lord today. Uh, but it is up to us to respond to what God would have for us, to respond to the Word, and to respond to the presence of the Lord. I know the Lord is in here, and I feel Him in this place today. Jeremiah chapter 51, verse number 5. The Scripture says, For Israel hath not been forsaken. For Israel hath not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God, of the Lord of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Lord bless you for standing. You may be seated. You may not go to sleep, but you may be seated. It is a must that you stay awake today. Amen. Everybody said, I'm going to help the preacher preach. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. I'm in trouble. Everybody say, I'm going to help the preacher preach. If you help the preacher preach, it don't take him near as long to get through. Now, how many is going to help the preacher preach? You all have heard that promise before, haven't you? Amen. Praise God. I want to talk to you today about there is no such thing as a lost cause. There is no such thing as a lost cause. The world today is filled with trouble. Amen. The Scripture tells us that a man is born of woman in a few days and full of trouble. It did not say that they have already, Brother Duplessis already mentioned this morning, it did not say that if we live for God, we will not have trouble. But it tells us that God will be there with us in our situation. How many knows that God is a faithful God? Amen. God is a trustworthy God. God is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. God is a friend that will be there in the good times, in the bad times, in the cold times, in the warm times. Amen. In all times, God is still there. There is lots of times I know that you have heard the story before about the man that was asking the question as he looked behind him and saw the footprints in the sand. He said, God, why did you forsake me in these areas of my life? Because he only seen one set of footprints. And God told him, said, I did not forsake you, but those footprints are mine because I took you in, your, in my arms and I was carrying you in those times. Lost causes is something that that a lot of people have, you look at organizations today, and there's a lot of different organizations that raises money, 
uh, for this benefit and this nonprofit organization and this one's doing this and this one's doing that and this one is helping this group and that group. So there is uh, many places, like I said earlier, that, that just want your money. And so they have many different avenues where they are attempting to help people. We see people that are on the side of the street and uh, they're holding out their hand and holding up signs of different things, troubled times, hard times, need help to pay bills, I'm hungry, I need food, we'll work for food, and all of these different things that they will do. And we look at a lot of these as just lost causes. It's people that made bad choices in life and they uh, chose to go in different directions and and uh, so a lot of them a lot of them and I would agree with you today is self-inflicted they are there uh, by choices that they have made in life but they are not all there by choices some people has has just hardship some people's fallen on hard times it's kind of like uh, some months are difficult. It might be hard to pay the bills. Sometimes it's because that we bought too much the month prior to that. And, uh, but, but there is certain circumstances and certain situations that, that seem to arise out of nowhere in our life. It's kind of like everything's going well and the car breaks down. And so you have a, extra bill there that you must pay and then uh, you get that taken care of and uh, you got enough money to supply every need and buy groceries and take care of the problems and then the air condition breaks down in the house and you've got to pay that some things is just life and uh, life is not always fair and life is not always uh, uh, going to be going our direction. And life is not always going to give us the cards that we want to play. But it's like when the cards are dealt out. It's not the dealer's fault and it's not your fault. It's just the cards that you got dealt. And so sometimes we just have to go through the process of dealing with life. And uh, I'm sure that uh, sometime another in our situation, maybe in our teenage years or maybe in our young life, people looked at that us and said, man, it just looks like a lost cause. It looks like I know that my parents probably thought this many times that uh, I've heard my daddy say this many times. So I know he was thinking it. he said that I buy you books and buy you books and all you do is eat the covers off of them. And so that's the way it is in life sometimes and raising. How many is raising kids? <clears throat> some of you, some of you's raising kids. Some of you so confused you don't know what you're raising because you didn't raise your hand. But, <clears throat> but we are, we are in the process of, of raising them. And so there is many times you, you catch a ray, a glimmer of hope that there is hope. And then your hopes hit a, a, a dashing rock. 
And it shatters your hopes. And you say, man, it looks like I failed. Everything that I do, it looks like I'm failing. But if we go back a few years ago, prior to this, when we were being raised, you know, sometimes we forget about all those heartaches that we caused mom and daddy. And sometimes we forget about all those shipwrecks. And sometimes we forget about the times they laid in bed at night wondering, is it just a lost cause? Uh, Is this child really mine? Did somebody one day just drop them on my doorstep because they have no characteristics of mine? And so I'm sure that the majority of us, our parents, thought the very same thing about us. But thank God we are here today because they did not give up. Amen. They did not give up. But they held on and they kept on fighting. Thank God for the saints of God that kept on praying. Amen. Thank God for the saints of God that prayed us through on Sunday night. Thank God for the saints of God that picked us up on Wednesday night and Thursday night. Thank God for the saints of God that kept the faith during the revivals and kept praying. And kept believing if they can just, how many has ever heard this? If they could just make it over fool's hill, everything's going to be all right. Amen. We are here today by, we are products and here today by the reasoning and the faith and the believing of people that believed in us. Amen. I heard I heard, uh, used to, they had, they had, um, uh, fellowship meetings, what they called fellowship meetings. I believe they was more like axe grindings and sharpening stones. But I can remember going to those meetings and, and this one would get up and say this and the next one behind them would get up and, uh, refute everything that that one had just said and said, no, it's like this. So I can remember that, but I, I remember, in, uh, particularly one, one man that got up and said he was an original. And, uh, he was not a carbon copy or a copy of anything or anyone or anybody. But everything God gave him, he gave him straight from heaven. And he, he went on for, for 20 minutes of how he was an original. Well, my daddy, um, <clears throat> He, he always liked to, uh, refute anything that anybody else was for. And so it was his turn a little while after this man got up and he said, we're not original. We are all products of someone else and something else and somebody else that had influence in our life. And he said, if this man that just got up before me was such an original, why did he read from the Bible? So we are all, we all take from things that has been given to us in life. So all of us take from the faith that people has had in us in life. Amen. I'm talking about causes, lost causes. And so I'm, I'm reminded of a story that I read one time about a man named Chris Gardner. And uh, he was a 
young man that was trying to make a living for him and his family, had one child, a wife and one child, and uh, he had a product that he was trying to sell. And he could never get it off the ground, and uh, he was losing money, didn't have money to pay the bills, and and uh, didn't have money to feed his family. And uh, he eventually, it turns out, he wound up in a divorce and trying to take care of his son. And uh, sleeping, he lost his, his apartment, lost his car, lost everything that he had, and um, was living on the streets. The story goes that this man lived on the streets and slept under the bridge and on the side of the road for over a year that he spent. He looked like any other bum or any other loser or any other one that that was a lost cause. One day he was, uh, this was happening, I believe it was San Francisco. One day, uh, one morning he was on the side of the road or the side of the street in the busy city. And uh, he noticed a real nice red sports car. Uh, I believe it was a Lamborghini that pulled up in a parking spot and uh, parked there in front of him. And this guy sitting there with his little sack like uh, we've seen him set so many times. And, and uh, he's looking at that car and he sees that man get out of the car. The man walks by him and he looks up at the guy and he says, man, that's a nice car. And the guy looks, he kind of got his attention and he looks at the man sitting there on the sidewalk with his little knapsack and his belongings there in his hand. And he said, would you like to have one of those cars? He said, man, I'd never be able to get one of those cars. He said, yeah, you can. Follow me and just hang out with me a while. This man was the manager of a large broker firm, stock broker firm. He takes him into the office, gets him some nicer clothes, and lets him start working as a janitor there in the company that he was managing. And uh, the man starts hanging out in the office a little bit and uh, starts paying attention to what's going on around him because what this man did not know that picked him up off of the street, that he already had some a uh, bit of education. He had spent some college time, and uh, you could not tell it by looking at him. But but it goes on, and and he takes him in there. So he's working in the office, and as he would dump out the trash cans, he would pay attention to what is being said in the meetings, and he would he would tune in to what's being said on the phone. So he is showing interest in in what. This man, Jay, has to do and his business and his operation. And so uh, Jay pays attention to his janitor that he had picked up off of the street. And so he allows him to come in and start working closer with him in his office. And finally, he shows enough interest and catches enough of Jay's attention to. He starts talking to him about business and he finds out. Uh, that Mr. Gardner here, Chris, is very intelligent and he's very, uh, he's very into what's going on in the office. And he says, how, 
how do you know this stuff? How can you tell uh, me this stuff? He says, well, I've been paying attention to what y'all doing, and I've been listening in on the meetings. and that. So as he sees this, he starts giving him more responsibility. And uh, finally, uh, it come up, I believe the story goes, that one day uh, Jay was not able to be in the office, so a client calls in. And he starts talking to the client and starts giving him information and, and, uh, the client does pretty good at this, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, advice that, that Chris gives him. So Jay finds out about this. So he gives him a client and the client is from Texas. He's a Texas oilman and, uh, he's never met Chris and, uh, so, uh, he's talking to him over the phone and, and he starts investing this, this billionaire's money. And when he is investing his money, he makes this billionaire even more money. And so the guy from Texas, uh, he, he gets interested in, in this man. And he says, man said, uh, I've talked to you on the phone, but I have never met you. I believe I'm going to fly to San Francisco and meet you. And uh, so, so from this point on, this man starts getting more clients. And Chris Gardner today owns two stockbroker firms. One in, uh, I believe it is in Los Angeles, and one in uh, Chicago. Two very large stockbroker firms. And is a multi-multi-millionaire because... A man walked by him one day and looked down on his situation and said, there is no such thing as a lost cause. That story comes from a book I read entitled In Pursuit of Happiness. And it is a very inspirational read because it lets you know that no matter how much difficulty you have in life. The right decisions and the right moves are able to bring you out of your problem and out of your heartache today. As I read my text in Jeremiah chapter 51 and verse number 5, Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. Jeremiah was the prophet of God to the children of Israel and Judah during a difficult time of the nation's sin and digress and sell into captivity of Babylon. And so he did not get to prophesy a lot of good things. But here we find in Jeremiah chapter 51 and verse number 5, it says, It brings hope into Israel's life and Israel's existence because... The Word of God said, For Israel hath not been forsaken. That's some wonderful words that I know where you're at. I know what you're going through. I know what you're facing. And I know what you have done. But even God, in knowing what Israel had done, He gave them a ray of hope when you are in captivity. When you are in Babylon, when you have been taken from your country, I still have not 
forsaken you. There is still hope for you. There is still help for you. There is still strength from you, for you. Amen. There are things that happen in Samson's life, but Samson was not a lost cause. David fell into sin and even committed adultery and murder. But still, when the prophet Nathan walked into that royal palace and said, Thou art the man, he did not say, David, it is the end. But he said, David, you are the man. And David fell on his face before God and begged and asked for forgiveness. When some of us would look at David as being a lost cause, but God looked at David and said, said, David, you are a man after my own heart. Some people could never get past the sin. Some could never get past the failure. Some could never get past what he had done. But God said, David, I remember the day that I anointed you, and you're still mine. I'm not forsaking you. I'm not throwing you away, but you still belong to me. Amen. Some would look at Mary Magdalene when she was cast at the feet of Jesus and say, it's a lost cause. You are caught in the very act of adultery. You are not worth saving. You are absolutely nothing. But Jesus looked at them and he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. The, the religious leaders of that time cast her down in the dirt and said, we found another lost cause. But Jesus looked at her and picked her up off of the ground and he seen something that he could work with. Amen. The woman at the well came to Jesus and said, as he was sitting on the well and he said, go tell your husband. She said, I, I don't have a husband. He said, you have rightly said you've had five husbands. And the one you have now that you're shacked up with is not your husband. Amen. Some of us would have wrote her off. Just another lost cause. But Jesus said, no, there is no such thing as a lost cause in the kingdom of God. I've come to tell somebody today, yes, you have fallen. Yes, you have made mistakes. Yes, you have come up short. But God has come to tell you today. You're still not a lost cause. God still sees something in you that He can use. Amen. Amen. We are so quick to write somebody off. Amen. I am human. I've been very quick myself to write people off. I've been very quick myself to offer my opinions when I should have kept my mouth shut. Because of human nature. How many times, God? What do we have to do, God? How do we get their attention, God? But God always reminds me. Amen. I went to Calvary. I shed my blood. I gave my life. And I 
I'm not about to give up yet. I come to tell somebody today, I know where you've been. God knows what you've done. God knows the mistakes that you've made. But I come to tell you today, He still loves you. He still sees you. He still wants you. He still can use you. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So the woman at the well got a miracle from God. Amen. Because Jesus said, you're not a lost cause. The great apostle Peter, as we call him, that went all the way to crucifixion upside down. He was thrown in prison. He was beaten. He was talked about. He was ridiculed. He preached the gospel in the second chapter of the book of Acts, the New Testament plan of salvation. He was given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. But if you go back a little bit further, you will find that same great apostle that was warming himself by the fire in the midst of unbelievers and cursing and railing and saying, I don't know this man. I've never knew him. I don't know what you're talking about. Amen. And the devil says it's over. As the rooster was crowing and the devil was laughing. Amen. As that rooster crows, Jesus said there is no such thing, Peter, as a lost cause. I'm not kicking you out of the church, but I'm calling you to repentance. Amen. I want to tell you today, the church house is a place of hope. The church house is a place of help. The church is still a place of safety. Hallelujah. We look at the drug addict and we say God can deliver from drugs. We look at the alcoholic and say God can deliver from drugs. We look at those who are bound by sin and we say there is no such thing as a lost cause and God can do a work in your life. Amen. But let me bring it on home a little bit. Maybe we don't have a trouble with drugs. Maybe we don't have the trouble with alcoholism. Maybe we don't have the trouble with some of these things. Amen. But I want to tell you, God seen the little lie that you told. And God seen where your little fingers went on the internet. And I want to tell you today, just because you went there and the devil is laughing over your shoulder and saying it's over and it's finished for you and you're a lost cause. I come to tell you today, young person, amen, God is just and able to forgive you. I come to tell you today, mama and daddy, God is still on your side. He's not throwing you away. There's no such thing as a lost cause. He sees your bad spirits, but he said, I love you in spite of your problems. 
I love you in spite of your hang-ups. I love you in spite of your trouble. I love you in spite of what you said. I love you in spite of where you went. Are you saying, God, it's okay to sin? No, I'm not saying that at all. But I tell you what the Bible said, that we have all sinned and come short of the glory and the grace of God. Amen. And the Bible tells us that if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. The devil says, it. oh, it's over. But God says, no. God says, no. God says, no. It's not over. It's not done. God's not finished with you. Hallelujah. Hear me today, young people. Listen to what I've got to say to you today. I know I was a teenager once for a few years. Amen. Some of you think it's been centuries and centuries ago. But really it's only one century. But I know what it is to pray through on Sunday night. And before the weekend, I didn't want to sin. I had my mind made up. I was on the straight and narrow. I wanted to do right. I wanted to serve God. I wanted to live right. But somewhere through the week, I had a slip up, and I had a mess up, and I had a stumble up, and I walked into church Sunday morning with egg all over my face because I had failed God, because I had disappointed God, and I had disappointed myself, and I sat on the second bench where I always sat because it was mandatory that I sat there, and I sat there regretting Why did you do it? Why did you do it? You knew better to do it. Why did you do it? And the devil said, ha, ha, ha. I got you where I want you. You're a failure. You're a mistake. God don't love you. The preacher don't love you. Mom and daddy's disappointed in you. Amen. And I listened to that. But I'm glad one Thursday night that I heeded the word of God. And God called me to an altar of repentance. I come to tell you in your trouble, in your failure, in your mistakes, in your shortcomings. God still loves you. There's no such thing as a lost cause. There's no such thing as a lost cause. You know the reason why I'm here today? It's not because I never failed. It's not because I never slipped up. It's not because in my adult life I've never made mistakes. But the reason why I'm still standing today is when I fell, I just got back up. What if you stumble? What if you fall? What if you disappoint everybody around you? There's still a God that is reaching out. 
And he says, come on, you're still mine. Come on, I still love you. Come on, I still got to work for you. The devil says, oh, it's over. God will never use you. God will never speak to you. God will never do anything through you. You've messed it up. You've turned it all upside down. Amen. But I want to tell you what you can turn upside down. God's able to turn it back over. Peter, you're done. You're finished with. Oh, no. But when Jesus resurrected, he said, go tell them that I'm alive. And oh, oh, also, I want you to remind Peter, Peter, you're not kicked out of the shrine. You're not out of the fold. I still love you. And Peter hears his voice. Yes, Jesus said, tell you. I come to tell somebody today that God is calling your voice. God is calling your name. God's voice is calling your name today. He's still reaching for you. He's still trying to help you. Israel, I know you're in captivity. I know you're fighting troubles. I know you're going through heartaches. I know that you're a long way from home. But I still not forsaken you. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 when Solomon is dedicating the temple and he is asking God for his presence to dwell there. And this is what the answer is. He said, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain or if I command the locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence among my people. This is God speaking. He said, if it looks like all hope is gone. And it looks like it's truly the end. That God is so angry that you'll never find forgiveness. If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. He said, all you got to do is repent. All you got to do is come to an altar. That's what the altar is for. We get it all mixed up and say the altar's for the sinner to come and repent. No, it's not only for the sinner, but it's for the saint. All of us need to make another trip to the altar and say, God, I'm still, I'm still depending on the mercy and the grace of God. Oh, he said, I'm just and I'm able to forgive you of your sin. Can I tell you no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what you said, God is still able to forgive you this morning. You can leave different. You can leave with a different attitude. You can leave with a different desire. You can leave with a different spirit. Why? Because you're not a lost cause. 
First John chapter two, verse number one. I've already misquoted this scripture, but let me read it again. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. Period. Don't sin. Don't sin. And then it says, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. You know what that word advocate means? It means that we have an intercessor. We have a counselor. We have an advocate. We have a comforter. Amen. The English translation is a person who speaks our right, our support, our defense, defense of a person or a cause. A person who pleads for the behalf of another intercessor. Amen. A person who pleads the cause of another in the court of law. Amen. What we have is actually the best lawyer that that money cannot buy. Amen. We have the best lawyer, Jesus Christ the righteous. The devil says, remember when? And the lawyer posts it to the cross and said, the blood has covered it. The, 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 uh, the adversary says, remember what you did and what you said and where you went and what you were doing. But, but our advocate says, I posted it to the cross. I can't see it because the blood. The judge can't see it because the blood. I'm thankful that he made provisions. If any man sin, we have a way out. It's not over. It's not finished. It's not done. There is no lost cause. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Everybody right now, if you'd lift your hands toward heaven with me. Lift your hands, lift your voice. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost work right now. Holy Ghost, Israel, Israel, I know it's bad. I know you feel bad right now. Backslider, I know you feel bad right now. I know you're in trouble. I know you disappointed yourself. But I come to tell you, Israel, church, saint of God, child of God, it's not over. You're not a lost cause. Jesus is in this house today. He's ready to help you. He's ready to strengthen you. He's ready to encourage you. He's ready to bless you. Can I say that God is ready to use you? Can I tell you that God's got a work for you to do? God's not throwing you away.
Can I tell you this? God's not throwing you away. Neither is the church throwing you away. Neither is the preacher throwing you away. For this great love, He has loved us. Because of love, He went to Calvary. Because of this day. Because of your sins. Because of my sins. Because of your failures. Because of my failures. You just got to get back up. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You just got to get back up again. You just got to put up your dukes again. You just got to find something to crawl back on your feet again and say, Okay, devil, I might be punch drunk. I might have stumbled. I might have had a bad night. I might have had a bad week. I might have had a terrible month. But I want you to know, devil, I'm still in the fight. Why? Because there is no lost cause. Jesus said He's still on my side. If God be for us, who can be against us? What do you think David felt like the first time after his sin was found out? That he walked out there and he put on that royal robe. And he put that crown on his head. And he took his seat on the throne in the royal palace. The devil whispering in his ear. How can you sit up there like you're somebody? You know what you've done. The devil will call you a reprobate. The devil will call you a loser. The devil will call you a quitter. The devil will tell you you're no good. The devil will tell you you're a failure. The devil will tell you you're a mistake. David, get off of the throne. You don't deserve to be there. I'm sure quietly a tear would pop out of his eye. But still, after knowing that He was the man, He found grace in the eyes of a merciful God. When the law said that He was to be killed. Get rid of them! Get Mary Magdalene out of here! In Simon's house, one came. A Mary, some say it was the same, some says it was somebody else. And she washes the feet of Jesus. Simon says, Master, do you know who this woman is? Get her out. I don't want her in my house. Jesus said, let her alone. You don't know what she's doing. But while you're standing on the outside, she's already on the inside because she's chosen the right thing to do. 
Oh, hallelujah. All you've got to do today is say, God, here I am. I know I messed up, God, but here I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These altars is open to every person in here. These altars is open to every saint of God. Every backslider. Everyone that the devil's whispered in your ear, it's over. Everyone that the devil has whispered and said, no use to try anymore. I come to tell you, God standing here with outstretched arms today saying it's not over. It's not over. God's here to help you. God's here to strengthen you. God's here to encourage you. God's here to lift you up. God's here to help you walk out a different man or different woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Ghost. You just got to be in love with Him. You just have to fall in love with Him. Let Him wash you today. Let Him cleanse you today. Let Him forgive you today. Let Him show you His mercy and His grace today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's not through with you. God's not through with you. God's not through with you. God's not finished with you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody get what you need from the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy Ghost power. out to the Lord today. Somebody reach out to the Lord today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Work right now, God. Work right now, God. Work right now, God.
Hallelujah. 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 I want every parent in here to find your children right now before we're dismissed. Find your boys, mothers, find your girls. Let's put our arms around them and pray for them right now. They need help from heaven. They need direction from God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.